morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Samuel Olarontoba, the president of African School of Governance and Policy Studies, and currently visiting professor at the Institute of African Studies, Carleton University in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, today, I'll be continuing uh, with a series of discussion on uh, rethinking developmental governance in Africa. In the previous episode, I've talked about the role of institutions as building blocks for democratic governance and the need to rethink how uh, institutions of governance in Africa are structured uh, in terms of their uh, capacity to advance development. In this context, we talk about the role of political parties. Uh, we've talked about electoral management institutions. We've talked about, um, you know, we've talked about the, 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 the state as, as itself as, as an institution of governance. Today, I'll be talking about uh, traditional institutions. Traditional institutions, as we know, uh, existed in pre-colonial Africa. And in this, we are talking about kingship uh, institutions, uh, kingship authorities, where kings and chiefs uh, 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 administer justice and recon uh, reconcile political differences, solve conf resolve conflict among competing groups. And these institutions uh, successfully uh, govern, were used to successfully govern uh, pre-colonial Africa kingdoms in different parts of Africa. Uh, at the onset of colonialism, um, the colonial powers uh, more or less altered these institutions by subordinating them to the uh, former state institutions that, uh, that they established. And there are differences between uh, how uh, traditional governance institutions were organized. Uh, we had centralized uh, traditional institutions in centralized political kingdoms, and we had decentralized uh, political institutions uh, in, in part of Africa where there were no centralized uh, institutions. But what is obvious is that today in post-colonial Africa, uh, traditional institutions continue to exist by, side by side with uh, former institutions of the state. And to a great extent, these institutions continue to play very important role in, in democratic governance. So the, there are concerns that uh, the, uh, the state institution, the former state institutions, uh, they more or less uh, subdue the role that traditional institutions play. But given the fact that the state has not been able to function effectively as, uh, as expected, we, there's a resurgence and, uh, of traditional institutions in the way in which uh, traditional leaders, like chiefs, like the kings, uh, like queens in, in some instances, exert power. So it is important for these institutions to become active in, in advancing democratic governance in various ways. Um, here we refer to the work of uh, Professor McGuinstead uh, at Penn State University in the States, who in a recent paper 
try to understand the role of uh, traditional institutions uh, in, in decentralized state and centralized state. He identified various functions that traditional institutions continue to play, even though even as they exist in parallel to the state institutions. One of these is allocation of resources. Um, as we've discussed in previous episodes, what we have seen is that the state institutions in Africa, which is, is a fallout of the of the colonial state, is more or less an external imposition, uh, which behave like an enemy state, as Claude Aki will argue. So given the fact that this state lack ownership, because like uh, Issa Shibji will say, the state is not embedded in the society. We can see a contrast between that and traditional institutions. Traditional institutions are embedded within the communities. They are located, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are embedded in the, in, the, in the societies where they are located. So it's important for them, it, it is important then that the role of allocation of resources in terms of how uh, public good is administered, more roles should be allocated to traditional institutions because accountability can be ensured. And when we talk about accountability of traditional institutions, it, this is not just within the context of the constitution, it is within the, this, the accountability mechanism is located in the malls, in the, in the social malls, in the, uh, in the customs of, of, of those various societies in Africa, that when traditional institutions, uh, people who occupy this uh, institution misbehave, act, are contrary to the to the custom to the to the law of the of the of the society, they are held more accountable. So, it, in in rethinking developmental governance, and we're making the case that more resources should be allocated to these institutions to meet the needs of the people, especially in the rural area where today uh, they are so distant from 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 federal allocation. The local government um, uh, is more or less subsumed under the state government. But when more resources are allocated to traditional uh, institutions, it, it is possible that the needs of the people in kind of social needs, uh, health needs can be easily met. So, and there will be more accountability because those traditional rulers, they are held accountable by the norms, by the social norms and by the mores and, you know, and by, I mean, by the social capital of the people within that those environment. Another important role that traditional institutions uh, provide, that Magistia we argue, is conflict resolution. Today, um, the state institutions more or less go through the, the long process of the court, and in many instances, justice is, justice is not served. So when traditional institutions are um, uh, saddled with responsibility of involving more in conflict resolution, it is possible that uh, more justice can be dispensed quickly and the society can be stable. And of course, traditional institutions are also involved in, in, uh, in, 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 in providing security. Many African uh, society today, countries today are saddled uh, with the problem of maintaining security. And the, the police, the army, in many instances, they are not able to do much because they lack the, the, the local knowledge, the terrain. They don't have the, 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 the knowledge of the local terrain. Like in Nigeria, where the problem of banditry, terrorism uh, has continued, I mean, have continued to increase exponentially, it is possible that traditional institutions can 
provide credible information about the people. Uh, I mean, the traditional rulers can provide credible information about the people in their domain, so they can help in you know uh, complementing the the traditional uh, the, the state institution by providing uh, information that can lead to uh, uh, providing provision of security. Another institution, I mean, another part of the function that traditional institutions uh, are supposed to provide, that they can provide more effectively, is, uh, the, uh, is, is, um, is, is uh, judicial, judicial system. Uh, Pre-colonial African uh, societies developed various means through which uh, uh, the, the issues, uh, cases are tried. Um, they appoint local judges that can do that. What we find in the former state structure today is that the, the, the judicial system uh, in many instances is for the highest bidder. And so um, many cases take so long before they are adjudicated. So if more power is given to traditional institutions in performing judicial uh, system, it's possible that the court, the former court can be freed of the burden that they are currently uh, uh, saddled with and uh, more justice can be can be served to many deserving people. So in rethinking developmental governance, we're saying that we should not just concentrate on the former democratic process. We should look at how uh, traditional institutions can help in performing some of the role that the state is performing. Even at the level of democracy, the traditional institutions can also help in identifying credible people that in Nigeria in 19... Uh, 80, uh, 88 through uh, 1993, the military government then developed what they call option A4 system. That if you want to contest for a position, elective position uh, at the federal level, you need to go back to your ward. You need to go back to where uh, where you originated from. And so in this instance, uh, people must be located within their environment, within their milieu, for them to be uh, to be put forward as uh, of candidate for election. So it is possible that this innovative idea can be reintroduced in different parts of Africa. Traditional institutions, the chief, the kings, uh, the queens can perform important role in, in selecting um, uh, a political office order. In this sense, uh, you, there's, there's going to be a kind of a continuum uh, from, from the local to the state and then to the federal in the countries where uh, federalism is practiced. So rather than continuing to uh, relate with traditional institutions in the subordinate position, the point we're making is that they are very critical to democratic governance. They, they, they perform very important role and more power should be allocated to them, more functions should be allocated to them because they are the custodian of the culture, the traditional institution, the traditional ruler, they are the custodian of the culture, the, the knowledge of the environment, and then the, 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 the knowledge that they apply in, in, in pre-colonial system, in ensuring accountability, in ensuring a deliverable of public good, this knowledge today should be for granted, uh, should be centered in, in, in advancing and promoting democracy in Africa. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next week, we'll continue uh, in this series and we'll be bringing other issues that affect uh, with uh, developmental governance in Africa. Uh, the whole aim of this podcast and what we'll be doing in the African School of Governance from May 2021 is to train leaders, 
that can indeed advance development on the continent using unorthodox uh, governance mechanism. That is to say, innovative governance mechanism and uh, with imagination, with passion, with commitment to ethics and, and transparency. Thank you very much.